this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Welcome to Saturday Story Circle, always on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. Why haven't you signed up for the Patreon yet? We have a bonus episode with the second one on the way very soon, and you could miss out on it, or you could be in on it. It's up to you. The choice is clear in my eyes. Sign up to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Wordtastic. You almost got it. Nova. Huh? Oh, yeah, sorry, it's loaded now. There they are. Good morning, Gamma Team. Good morning, guys. Hi, Nova. Morning. I'm so glad you're out of the hospital. How are you feeling? Yeah, they're fine. Have a seat, agents. Okay, fire it up, Nova. Agents, now that you've recovered, it's time to send you out on your next mission. This one requires some explanation, so I've enlisted the help of my trusty slide projector. Now, this is going to be a bit of a multimedia presentation. First of all, you recall I briefed you on the 49 million square mile hole in Cypher's radiation field. The same one that you helped to create with that EMP bomb down in Machu Picchu? Yeah, of course. Anyway, go back and listen to the intro of episode 205 if you need a refresher. Anyway, the gist of it is that... uh, The written word is once again possible within that area, which basically covers South and Central America, as well as the southern part of the United States. Audio and video recording is also possible within that space, but nowhere else in the world. You with me so far? Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Good. So keep that in mind as you watch the following news report. Go ahead and roll it, Nova. In other news, it may seem like a long time ago with all that has happened since then, but three years ago the podcasting world was rocked by an unusual series of crimes aimed exclusively at certain creators of true crime podcasts, namely chicken-owning creators of true crime podcasts. What? One by one, these noble podcast creators were having their pet chicken stolen in the middle of the night. The only clue that remained in each case was a single black feather left at the scene of the crime. This black feather became the calling card of a serial pet napper, a person who came to be known by the infamous moniker, the Chicken Napper. Chicken Napper! (laughs) I love it! These crimes continued unabated and unsolved until the incident eliminated podcasting altogether. The chicken napper's numerous thefts of pet chickens abruptly stopped, 
and this remained yet another unsolved cold case. Until now. <laughs> the recent re-emergence of the written word in South and Central America has sparked a booming cottage industry of literary tourism, with millions of dollars flowing into the continent. Along with this spike is a renewed ability to record and produce podcasts, and with this renewed art form, a renewed criminal has apparently resurfaced. The Chicken Napper! Just last night, from his home outside Monterrey in Mexico, a theft was reported by Hector Guzman, creator of the popular Mexican true crime podcast, Crimen Verdadero. Guzman reports that sometime around midnight, his pet chicken, Frijolito, disappeared from his backyard coop. When Guzman came out to give Frijolito his morning walk, he found the door of the coop wide open and on the ground a single black feather. It seems that the chicken never has struck yet again. John, John, John! All right, knock it off. So, let me get this straight. People are forgetting languages all over the world. And this guy's doing a news story on a stolen chicken. Yeah, what's this have to do with our mission? It relates to your mission because the chicken napper is your mark. Oh, so, hold on. You want us to find a person who steals pet chickens? Um, from True Crime Podcast Host, that's right. That is an oddly specific thing to focus on for a criminal. Yeah, that's crazy! <laughs> Well, interesting that you should make that observation, Agent, because uh, we have intelligence that the chicken napper's brain houses one of the world's largest vocabularies in the world related to craziness. <laughs> These words are your target for this mission. You know, I thought the stolen dollhouse episode from last season was ridiculous, but this has got to be the stupidest... Thank you, Agent Sarah. You know, the next time I want your opinion, I'll give it to you first, all right? This is the episode I've set up, so this is the one we're going with. Now... Hang on! Uh, what now? So nobody knows who this chicken napper is, right? Correct. Then how did the Word Scouts know the size of his vocabulary if they don't even know who this guy is? Um, it's classified. Oh, come on! All right, all right, I can tell you that... The Word Scouts use advanced techniques to scout new words and scout them out and technological trajectories and vectors and so forth. So, <clears throat> okay, so uh, now that I've cleared that up, uh, let's get back to the task on hand, shall we? Did he even answer my... Nope. So, to clarify, your mission is to find the chicken napper and trap as many words as you can from this individual related to the notion of craziness. Okay, but again, how are we supposed to find him if nobody knows who he is? Ah, now there is a good question, finally. The answer is simple. You're not going to find the chicken napper. The chicken napper is going to find you. How? Well, think about it. We know that the chicken napper targets pet chickens, specifically the pet chickens owned by the hosts of True Crime Podcasts. Yeah. And 
seeing that podcasting is once again possible, as long as you're operating somewhere within that hole in the radiation field. Wait, you're not seriously thinking what I think you're thinking. Uh Uh-huh. Global Talk Calling, prepaid call from Dr. Augustinus Leonidas, an inmate at the Oregon State Penitentiary. This call will be monitored and recorded. From Cloak and Dagger Productions and WXYZ, San Antonio, this is Crime Time. One true crime story told week by week. We're your hosts. I'm Josh. Sarah! Hi. Uh, we're your hosts, Josh and Sarah. Our story this first season is called Filching Feathers on the Trail of the Chicken Napper. Just a few years ago, the podcasting world got totally rocked by a series of chicken thefts, all done by a mysterious criminal known as... The Chicken Napper! This person was never caught, and few clues about his or her identity were ever found. Well, we hope to change all of that. Over the next few weeks, Sarah and I will be sharing our own investigation into the Chicken Napper. We'll take a look at cold cases. You'll hear first-hand stories of the crimes and go together with us as we follow any clues we can gather. Hopefully, at the end of this journey, we'll be able to uncover the true identity of the Chicken Napper! Oh, we'll also be joined by our new pet chicken, Gregoria Peck. Isn't she beautiful? Say hello, Gregoria. So, join us for Crime Time, Filching Feathers, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And welcome back to Crime Time, Filching Feathers. This week we're outside of Alvin, Texas at Uncle Bob's Poultry Farm, one of the largest chicken farms in the state. Pretty impressive, Sarah, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Uh, so... This week, we're going to be visiting local chicken farms to ask the farmers if they've noticed anything suspicious with their chickens or employees. Basically, anything that'll bring us closer to the chicken napper. Gonna be exciting! And Gregoria, our pet chicken, is gonna be with us all week. How do you feel about it, Sarah? I... gotta pee. Uh... <laughs> well, uh, Sarah had to take care of some urgent business just now, but if you'll come with me, we're going to interview Uncle Bob and hear what he has to say. <laughs> Nova, this is Sarah. Gamadine. Go ahead, Sarah. You all right? 
I just... I don't think this podcast plan is gonna work. I mean... What? We're supposed to just keep making endless podcasts and hope the chicken napper shows up? Well, we don't really have any better alternatives right now. There's a few old leads we got from the police, but nothing really concrete. I mean, how do we know the chicken napper is even going to listen? Sarah, if something is going on, you know you can always talk to- I, I, I gotta go. Josh is coming. Hey, what the heck, Sarah? We're supposed to be hosting the podcast. You can't just... What's the matter? Nothing. Nothing? Then why are you crying? (laughs) I'm not crying. Oh, really? Then what? You're washing your face with your eyeballs? Come on, what gives? I... I don't think I can do it, Josh. What? Host the podcast? Why not? know about the whole idea the the podcast how do we even know that the chicken napper is gonna hear it well he won't hear anything if we don't make the thing to begin with what do we have to lose it just seems like a dumb idea you know i don't know if i can do it sarah what's this really about sarah Sarah. I'm afraid! Alright? Why? I don't know. It's just... When I think of all the people listening, and, and, and they're hearing me, right? And any little mistake, it just... I feel my throat tighten up and I can't breathe and I start shaking and Hey, hey, relax, relax This thing's not even on, see? I I don't get it How do you do all those contests and school plays and stuff you I lied You lied? I never did them, Josh I don't know why I told you that. I'm I'm sorry. So you never did any of those musicals you told me about? The closest I came was being Apple Tree number two in The Wizard of Oz in fifth grade. Alright. I'll tell you what. You don't have to co-host the podcast with me. I'll host it by myself. And you can just help me with the behind-the-scenes stuff. Really? Yeah. But you still got to help me gather clues and... Yeah. Uh, yeah. No problem. I can totally do that. Oh, thank you, Josh. You're the best partner ever. Nah, I got to agree with you there. Okay, so why don't you go wash your face while I go up and interview Uncle Bob? Deal. And welcome back from that commercial break, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry to say that Sarah won't be joining us going forward. <sighs> She's come down with a horrendous case of explosive diarrhea. Hey!
Hi, boss. How was the budget meeting? Well, as boring as it sounds. You said you had something for me? Yes, I finally finished decrypting that list we got from that Cypher informant. Uh, well, we, we don't know that she actually was with Cypher. No, but this list is certainly compelling. Take a look. It's 100 names, first and last. I've gone through and researched all 100 names on the list to try to determine why Cypher would have a list of these people, especially on such a highly encrypted, highly secure flash drive. So, what, they're Cypher agents? I don't think so. That's what I thought at first, but... Well, then I noticed that several of the names look familiar. Look at this. There's our master list of all the marks identified so far by our word scouts. These are all people that have some kind of vocabulary that we want our agents to trap. Right. Now I'll put that side by side with the cipher list. See that? Yeah. Now, look at how many names on our list are also on Cypher's list. Huh. So, there's a lot of names on both lists. Yes, 64 in fact. 64 of the 100 names on Cypher's list are also on our master list of marks to target for our mission objectives. So, what does that mean? That's more than half the names. Do we have a security breach? Well, it's possible, but why wouldn't all 100 names match if Cypher just stole them from us? Right, and there's a lot of names that we have that Cypher does not, or at least it's not on their list. But what I'm wondering is, what about these other names here? Exactly. That was my thought process as well. They have 64 names that we also have that we've identified as high-valued marks due to their vocabulary knowledge in a particular area. But there's also 36 names on the cipher list that are not on our master list. If they were simply hacking our intel, why would they give us free information? Huh. And more than half of the names are on both lists. That can't be a coincidence. I don't think it is. Remember what happened to the Indian climatologist in episode 103 from last season? Or the Australian linguistics professor in episode 110? Hmm. I'll have to think about this a little more. But you've done good work here, Nova. Extraordinarily good work. Thank you, boss. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Uh, I guess that'll wrap up our interview with Hector Guzman, as he seems to be a little indisposed right now. That goes to show you, ladies and gentlemen, when you follow the trail of the chicken napper, that trail often ends in tears. And remember, if you have any information or tips that could help lead me to the true identity of the chicken napper, please call our toll-free tip line at 1-800-244-2536. That's 1-800-CHICKEN! Join me next episode when we travel to Victoria, Texas to interview the Victoria police chief and dig into some of the chicken nappers' past crimes. That should be a fun time. Until then, I'm your host, Josh, and this has been Crime Time Filching Feathers. Finally! Good to be back, at least. Yeah, hotel, sweet hotel. (laughs) 
Here, this is yours, this is yours, and this is yours. Thank you. Okay, you first. How is Mexico? Wasted trip. Really? Pretty much. This Guzman guy couldn't tell me much of anything other than how much he misses his frijolito. And, as usual, there were no witnesses to the crime. What about the feather? Yeah, he showed it to me. It was black, it was a chicken feather. What, should I have dusted it for fingerprints? He didn't let you take it? Nope. He said he wanted to keep it to remind him of his chicken. I could have told him that he had an entire empty chicken coop that serves the same purpose, but then he started crying and I just wanted to get out of there. Okay, so what about Victoria? Not much. I found that address in Victoria where the last chicken theft happened before Gusman, um... Hansler. Right. Well, that house is now empty. Chicken coop's not there. Nothing's there. I talked to a neighbor who said that after the chicken napper stole his pet, this guy just lost all will to continue, quit podcasting, got rid of all his equipment, and moved to New York. Well, after the incident, nobody was doing any podcasting, unless it was a live broadcast. So that was likely a big factor in him quitting. That and his terrible podcast name. Crime Cycle? Seriously? Sounds like a stolen bicycle. Or a stolen popsicle. (laughs) Yeah. How'd it go at the police station? (sighs) Another dead end. Couldn't get any records. The police chief was being totally uncooperative. What about you? What'd you find out? (laughs) You want to talk about dead ends? I've spent the last two days going down one dead end after another. What about the reports? What reports? Except for the latest one, all the other thefts by the chicken napper were before the incident. That means any written documentation of the crimes were wiped clean. Oof. I tried to gather verbal evidence from just calling around to past victims or witnesses. All but one have left podcasting altogether, and the one who hasn't won't buy any more pets. Which one's that? Sanders. And he doesn't know anything other than what he's already reported, which isn't much. So, where does that leave us? Right now, dead in the water, pretty much. What about the hotline idea? Did that turn up anything? No, just a few prank calls. Some joker thinks it's funny to cluck like a chicken and then hang up. (sighs) Why chickens of all things? Especially pet chickens of true crime podcast hosts. Because he's crazy. Yeah, I don't know if I'd buy it. I mean... He might be crazy, but even crazy people go by some kind of logic, even if it's crazy logic, right? Sure, but to understand the logic, you'd have to know who this person is. We've got nothing right now. Well, I don't know what else we can do. Mr. Quigley! Da, boss. Yes, yes. Mr. Quigley! Boss Smutry, is test ready? What the heck is that? Is new anti-gravity suit, boss. Burst prototype. I make with inspiration from it, um, black squirrel girl. That's great, Mr. Quigley, but I really gotta... Smutry, I test Sechas. Okay. 
suit filling with ultra compressed hydrogen once fills up it should it should <laughs> you see it can float in air ah uh, interesting if agent wear a suit, no need for suction cup or grappling gun. And very safe. Just put on suit and... Uh. Yeah. Uh. Well, is just prototype. Yeah. A- anyway, Mr. Quigley, I'm here because I need your help on a technical subject. Ah, what then, boss? I'm going to need some of the analytics for Gamma Team's True Crime podcast. Isn't there some kind of, like, code or software that could be programmed that will somehow aggregate the total number of downloads in relation to other podcasts? I want to get a sense of how popular it is. Don't need code, boss. Um, Just go to iTunes ranking section. It is now called Apple Podcasts. Uh, It has that information? Da. Da, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll I'll get that quickly. Just keep pulling it up. Spasiba. Tech Lab, this is Kowalski. Boss, uh, can you come back to the command center? I've got some news from Gamma Team that you should know about. Uh, what? Good news? Well, let's meet in your office. I have something to play for you on the boombox. Okay, let me uh, finish up with Mr. Quigley, and I'll be there shortly. Copy. So, you got it? Just a second. Looking. So, is it like top ten? Figure we at least got to be the top twenty or so to attract the uh, chicken napper's attention. Is Ah! Currently number 827 in Society and Culture section. 827? That's it? Da, boss. No, 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 no. No, no. This is not acceptable. We need to bump that up much, much higher, Quigley. Uh, Perhaps I could... um... And what's it doing under the Society and Culture section? Shouldn't it be under True Crime? Well, start Znyawing. Hack into the algorithm. Write some code. Build some Russian bots or something. Whatever it takes. I get working, boss. Do that. We need ears on the podcast, Quigley. Ears on the podcast. Oh. And boost up Wordtastic's rankings while you're at it, will you? God knows we need the subscribers. Da, boss. Da, da. Da, gospodi. Then there are times when things seem legit, but something just doesn't add up. And I had a sneaking suspicion that the Victoria police chief knew some things he just didn't want to tell me. Sir, we can keep going round and round if you want, but if you'll... You ain't going round and round. I told you, I don't have any information on the identity of this chicken napper. Okay, you can play it that way if you want. What are you even talking about? I'm not playing it at all. Oh yeah? What's that I found in your trash can yesterday? What? Had a little chicken salad for lunch, did ya? 
Well, so what? Lots of people eat chicken salad. What makes you think you can just come in here and... I'll be asking the questions here. Oh, I've had enough of this. Interview's over. Turn off the recorder. Not so fast. Where were you on the night of July 18th? This is ridiculous. Turn off the recorder. Just answer the question, sir. Turn off the recorder. Let go! Let go of the recorder! See? Yeah, it sounds like he's starting to lose it. So, what should we do? Cancel the podcast? <sighs> I don't have any other plan, Nova. This chicken napper's like a shadow in a dark room. I'm just worried about Josh's state of mind. It, it's frustrating to keep putting forward all this effort and not get anywhere. Well, let's just give it a little more time. Just a little more time. Josh, it's only been three weeks. Yeah, three weeks, and nothing but dead lead after dead lead. And where the heck is this chicken napper? I've been carrying around live chicken bait for almost a month, true crime podcasting the whole time, and this guy can't even be bothered by trying to steal her? Well, it's possible he doesn't know about it, or he might be planning the right moment. Oh, face it, Sarah. We got nothing. Nobody has any idea who this guy is, and we don't have any good plan to find out. Well, the phone number thing was a good idea. (gasps) Yeah, a lot that's turned up. Give it some more time. Somebody out there has got to know something, right? Yeah, so what are we supposed to do in the meantime? Just sit around waiting for the phone to ring? You gonna get that? Hello? Uh, I meant Filching Feathers Hotline. This is a Global Talk call link prepaid call from... Dr. Augustinus Leonidas. An inmate at the Oregon State Penitentiary. This call will be monitored and recorded. Hello? I have the information that you require. Information? Regarding the identity of the individual known to you as the chicken napper. Sure, sure. What do you got? I may be willing to provide that information, perhaps. Provided that certain conditions are met. Yeah? Uh, sure. What kind of conditions? We can discuss all that in person, but you'll need to come visit me in Oregon. My apologies, but I am not able to come to you. Hello? Hmm. Well, how'd you like to go to Oregon? Go ahead, Nova. 
You should be touching down at PDX in less than an hour. When you land, head to the rental car counter. I've reserved a car for you under the name Molly Carter. From there, it's about another hour to drive to the penitentiary in Salem. Copy. Did you find out anything on the caller? Yes, I was just getting to that. This is interesting. The man's name is Dr. Augustinus Leonidas. For years, he worked as the chief of psychiatry at the Oregon State Penitentiary. He's now an inmate there. Wow, that's weird. It's ironic. Is it? I thought irony was when you say something that means the opposite of what you actually said. That's verbal irony. I'm talking about situational irony. Oh. But if he was the chief of psychiatry, wouldn't that mean he'd now have to be a psychiatric patient there as well as an inmate? Yes. Oh. How'd that happen? About 20 years ago, Dr. Leonidas invented a secret therapy that reduced the recidivism rate of his patients to almost zero. Hold on, what's recidivism? Recidivism. That's the tendency of a convicted criminal to continue committing crimes after they're released from prison. The average rate of recidivism for any released inmate is usually around 40 to 45 percent. So that means nearly half of released inmates go on to commit other crimes. Well, Dr. Leonida's treatment could reduce that rate to almost zero. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, and also amazingly illegal, it turned out. Eventually, after a decade or so, they found out that Dr. Leonida's treatment involved performing lobotomies on his patients without their consent. What's a lobotomy? Well, it's a surgical procedure where incisions are made into the prefrontal lobe in order to sever the nerve fibers that allegedly contribute to criminality and mental illness. Oh, well, that doesn't sound so bad. Sarah, did you understand what I just said? Yeah, it's kind of like... Um... Yeah, I don't understand. He'd take the inmates into his office, knock them out, then shove a needle through their eye socket in order to cut up part of their brain. Ew! Ew! What a monster! Seriously? Ugh! Dr. Leonidas was adamant that his treatment completely removed the criminal tendencies from his patients. And it did. But it also removed many other tendencies as well. Like their ability to remember and think quickly. In some cases, it changed their personality entirely. This is why lobotomies have been frowned upon as medical procedure for decades. Okay, but what does that have to do with the chicken napper? Dr. Leonidas claims to have personal knowledge of the chicken napper, so it's possible he could be a former patient. That's what you're going there to find out. Got it. And please hurry. I know Josh stayed behind in Texas so he could keep doing the podcast, but he isn't doing so well. He's starting to get desperate. Welcome back to Crime Time, Filching Feathers. Those of you who are still listening, anyway. We're up to number 37 on our list of convicted pet nappers. This time, I'm outside the home of Marty Collins. We just want to ask him a few questions. Who are you? Afternoon, ma'am. Josh from Crime Time Podcast here. 
I'm gonna need to have a few words with your son. Maud is busy right now. What's this about? I'll be asking the questions here, ma'am. What kind of questions? Are you with the police? Just get Marty out here, ma'am, and it will go easier for both of you. You cops have already asked him so many questions. You need to leave my baby alone. Well, your baby has an extensive track record of stealing pet turtles, iguanas, snakes, lizards, even a chia pet one time. Now he's either going to answer some questions or I'm going to have to... No! You're not going to do a thing to my baby! That's it! Come here, Rufus! Come here! Whoa! Whoa! Hold on! Whoa! Oh, get it, Rufus! Nice doggy! Nice doggy! Nice doggy! Nice doggy! Nice doggy! Okay, so that didn't quite go as smoothly as I was hoping. After running for my life, I got turned around in this neighborhood, and now I can't find my car. <sighs> so it's been one of those days, folks. But anyway, you just got to believe when something bad happens to you, that something good is right around the corner. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Wordtastic. Join us again in two weeks for part two. A special thanks to Esperanza Spalding for her performance of A City of Roses. What you guys listen to it on the way out.
this again every year Cause I'll be here if you'll be here In the city of roses The city of roses Esperanza's father This is Jack Ward, and on behalf of everyone here at the Mutual Audio Network, we wish you, your family, and all your friends safe harbor during these difficult times.